0: From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked on Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, Chiefs Kingdom. It is a tough one. This was one of those games that is just so close. that It's a little bit hurtful, but hope you guys are doing all right. We are live. It's about 10 minutes after the game. We're going to go through it top to bottom, uh, at least for a good 20-minute show anyway. Chris, how are you feeling?
1: I'm okay. You call it hurtful. I really don't. Um, Lots of different things lost Kansas City the game in this one. Uh, hurtful is not really what I would call it. Let me ask you a different question, and I am going to look a little bit different at this game than most probably, but if I told you before the season started that Kansas City would be 5-1 and one heading into their game against the Bengals, how would you feel about that?
0: Yeah, I'd be ecstatic, right? I mean, yeah. this was one that was going to be iffy with a rookie quarterback the whole time. Right. So, and honestly, I mean, expectations are expectations. Obviously, the, the way that they've started this season changes things. And maybe maybe hurtful is the wrong word, disappointing, because of the fact that they, they kind of got their act together there in the second half and were able to get tied. and uh, Very positive, I thought, as a team. Um, obviously, some individual performances were lacking. I'm sure we'll talk about those. But overall, to be down in that environment early uh, and really not, clicking really in, in any way in the first half. Yeah, not to at come all. Back, yeah, right? To come back, put up, you know, what was it, 440-plus yards and 40 points on the Patriots? I mean, hey, I'll take it. Yeah,
1: no, I, I think Mahomes came out, and I think it's good to know that he is so young. He's 23 years old. After this season, I don't think he's going to come out hot anymore in games, and I think he came out hot tonight in the game. And I honestly do believe that. I mean, we've seen it a couple of times already this season.
0: Yeah, and I know at halftime, I think I think Tony Dungy said something about him finally showing that something's too big for him, and and I I called BS on that because clearly not, we saw in the second half it wasn't. But I agree with you. I thought he was a little amped up, just a little too. You know, we've seen it from him before. He's a little hyped in certain situations. Yeah, I
1: wouldn't call it too big for him at all. I mean, that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm I'm just saying that. Uh, and I think you understand what I'm saying. I'm just saying that he came out and he was um, he was just hyped up. I mean, he did that in the, his first start at Denver. He did that uh, at his first start at home against the 49ers. He did it against the Steelers a little bit. Uh, lots of big things. You know, it doesn't bother me. I mean, at the end of the day, we're
0: still talking about a rookie quarterback with seven starts playing just as well as the greatest quarterback pretty much anyone feels is the greatest of all time, right? Yeah. I mean, my vote's on Montana just for the record, but I'm just saying.
1: Yeah, no, I thought he played a pretty good game. Uh, The two interceptions were worrisome. Um, You know, you watched him in training camp, and you always heard that he was getting intercepted over the middle of the field or whatnot because he wasn't seeing linebackers. That was a great example of exactly what he did bad in training camp. Yeah, well, and, and something exactly he's what avoided in
0: college too. Yeah, we talked about it all preseason. That's yep. that's where he's going to make those mistakes.
1: Yep. And so with him doing that, I mean, you look at it and and you think, okay, well, that stinks. Uh, and if he had made two of the touchdown passes earlier in the first quarter, it wouldn't have mattered. Uh, but he missed at least three touchdown passes. Now only two would have counted, but he missed a whole bunch of passes in the first quarter.
0: Yeah, and I think that, at least on the offensive side of the ball, I think, for me, that's the big takeaway. Um, This offense, as good as it was in the second half, it left those points out there in the first half. And the next time around, when they see this team in the playoffs, they're going to be better prepared for that. And I feel like, and and this is the thing, honestly, I've been uh, generally positive on my home's, pretty much since they drafted him, but I was always a little, little conservative about the interception thing, whatever, and people were giving me crap about it. But here's the thing. The thing that I, I, I've i decided, the thing that I like the most about him, see, he just doesn't get rattled. Two interceptions, one of those really ugly. He turns around, and he buys just enough time to do what he does best and hit those deep throws, and he just doesn't care. I mean, honestly, he's like a corner, you know, on to the next play.
1: Yeah, no, I think that was fantastic on his part. Uh, You look at what he was able to do, and he had so many big throws in this game. Um, But, you know, it was the throws that he didn't make, and it was the throw that he made at the end of the first half that really ended up costing Kansas City, although I still think New England probably scores a touchdown. Um, You you look at what Kansas City was missing tonight. They're missing their top four safeties. Uh, They're missing two of their – two of their linebackers. They're missing their right guard, and midway through the game, they were missing their center. Uh, injuries are piling up, and you have to hope that Houston and Barry are able to make it back. Um, but like I said, to start the show, if you told me that we'd be 5-1 and one after the first six weeks, I wouldn't care. Yeah, I mean,
0: this is – there's nothing about this scenario that the sky is falling. And we talked we talked with Mark, and it, you guys know that while we're we're positive on the team, uh, we're going to be critical when we need to be. And there are certain things, and we'll talk about that after the break, that need to be corrected still. But overall, this is a team at 5-1 and one that I probably wouldn't have guessed would be there. I probably would have had them losing to the Steelers as well. Obviously, the Steelers are a lot worse than we've seen in years past. But they're in great position. And despite this loss... They're still in first place in the AFC, so I couldn't care less. It's one of those deals. Eventually, things are going to even out. Uh, The Patriots are still a game behind them, so their little tiebreaker doesn't really even matter yet. So take care of your business. Move forward, and that's what's going to be really the bottom line.
1: Yeah, and the bigger game that is going to be an issue is going to be uh, the Chargers. Um, You know, They're only one game behind in the division now. Uh, they're 4-2 and two after starting kind of slow. Uh, so we'll see how that turns out. But, you know, getting back to this specific game, if you would have told me that Patrick Mahomes would throw no touchdown passes and two interceptions in the first half, I would have guessed that this would have been a rout. Yeah. And it's not that I don't have faith in the kid. It's that this defense is so bad, and it has been so bad, that you would expect that the Patriots are going to put up 50 points.
0: Yeah, and that's fair. I mean, that's – unfortunately, that's really the the barometer right now is if Patrick is having a good first half, you'd think they're in it at halftime. If he's not, it's almost assured that they're not because of the state of everything else, specifically the defense. But, you know, I want to stay on the positive right now before we take the break, so we have to talk about Kareem Hunt because,
1: man, he is fired up. Yeah, he looked great tonight. I thought he had a great burst out of the backfield. Uh, You know, he was one of the players I was talking about when I said Patrick Mahomes missed the first touchdown pass. Uh, Kareem Hunt had it right down the middle of the field, right on the numbers, actually, I think is where it was. And if Mahomes brings that ball down two feet, they get a touchdown on that play instead of a field goal. Now, it probably doesn't matter at the end of the game, but who knows?
0: Yeah. I mean, what a shoulda, now, coulda. I mean, right. Between the people that, that were tweeting me at halftime saying, this is over, I'm done, they can't win. I hope you all watch the second half because I, I, the reactions from being a 5-0 and o team and everybody being so positive to the number of people that tweeted at me that they're quitting, I, I was shocked. So I hope you all stuck it out because this is a bump in the road and it's a long
1: road. It is a very long road, and you look at what Mahomes has done so far this season. He's got 18 touchdown passes to four interceptions.
0: It sounds a lot like Alex,
1: doesn't it? Except for, like, 14 games. Right. I was going to say, you're being a <laughs> little nice there, buddy.
0: Well, the ratio, though, I mean, that's the thing we've been talking about all offseason, right? Like, you know, Alex didn't throw interceptions. He's got this ratio that's that's going to keep him ahead, and Mahomes can't do that. Well, he is. Despite back-to-back games with with multiples. Yeah. What are you going to
1: do? And right now, he's on pace to hit almost 5,000 yards passing and almost 50 touchdowns.
0: Good Lord, I didn't realize it was still that high. With 11 interceptions. And I think we talked, what, in March? And I said anything under 14, I was going to be ecstatic with, right? Yep. So, hey, more power to him.
1: And to be fair, you look at his interceptions and – I'm okay with the interceptions he threw against the Jaguars. Uh, I'm not necessarily okay with the second interception he threw tonight. I was okay with the first one. Uh, It was a good play by Hightower. In all honesty, it was a great blitz call. It was a great uh, drop-off by Belichick calling the linebacker to look like he's blitzing and dropping him. So, uh, you know, you're going to have those plays.
0: And, you know, those things are going to happen, especially for a rookie. And, I mean, think about this. You just had a kid who's really not had much hiccup in his first seven starts get just about maybe the worst, what, quarter that he's played yet in a hostile environment on national TV against a quarterback that he probably emulates. I don't know that for a fact, but I'm just guessing. And just, again, shrugged it off, moved on, played his game, and was able to bring this team back to the brink of a
1: win. Yeah. No, it's great. I I do think it's going to be a fun season to watch, um, obviously, as we continue this season. We need to take a quick break, and I have something I want to bring up to you when we come back.
0: Folks, make sure you're checking out Matt Williamson on the Locked On NFL show. Got a whole line including Mike Sando. You don't want to miss that stuff. Check out his show as well as the college stuff. You know, ever since we started this podcast, people are always asking us for advice. Usually, it's what team to bet on. And the truth is, we don't know who's going to win. But if you think you know, you got to check out MyBookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why we always tell people to bet with MyBookie. They are the best bet this season. We'd only recommend a service that our listeners can trust has been good to us. That's why we're urging you to check out MyBookie. You win and they pay. They have live in-game betting and the most rewarding player perks in the business just for you fantasy guys out there. You can even bet on the over-under on how many fantasy points a particular player will score each game. Join now and MyBookie will match every deposit dollar one for one. Use promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON when
1: creating your account to claim that bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. All right, so I know we're talking about this game, and I'm not going to change the subject too much, but I have to ask the question. A couple of things happened today in the NFL that I think Kansas City needs to monitor, and when you look at what this team did tonight, I really think it's time for Veach to go get aggressive. The Raiders continue to lose. They now have Carl Joseph, Derek Johnson, Uh, there's word that Amari Cooper could be on the block. Um, Those are a couple of players, you know, Carl Joseph would be interesting. It would at least be safety help. Yeah, I understand.
0: It would be safety depth, but I've been saying since he came into this league for the Raiders that he's not a starting quality guy. He gets taken advantage of, and the Chiefs have done it. So I personally wouldn't be interested.
1: And that's fine. I guess my point is, is that if you look at what Kansas City has right now, having depth would be nice. For sure. I mean, what was Shaw? I mean,
0: when you're, what is it, seventh safety is the guy that has to, to guard Gronk one-on-one?
1: Um, I probably could have predicted what happened. Yeah. And, you know, so that's, and there's also reports that they're talking about uh, Patrick Peterson being available via trade. Now, Kansas City doesn't have the money for it, but they can free it up. So, to me, you look at this game, and this is where I was going with this comment and this question. To me, when you look at this game, there was 80 points put up. Kansas City's defense couldn't get off the field. Doesn't that tell you that just maybe a player or two to help the defense could really make a huge difference?
0: Yeah, I mean, I would agree with you. I honestly... You saw Kendall Fuller get taken advantage of. You saw, you saw Stephen Nelson get beat up early. I thought Skander played a good game, but there's also something to be said that these guys that have played well in in other games in uh, in other cities under different coaches, all of a sudden, particularly Fuller and Hitchens, look like they don't understand how to play football anymore. And that's got to be the coaching staff and what they're being asked to do. So I agree with you. I would take Patrick Peterson because he's just that kind of corner. And I know everyone's like, oh, you need safety help, not corner help. Bull, you could put Scandrick at safety. That's what I'd do because Peterson's just that kind of player.
1: Well, even if you can't, even if you don't put Scandrick at safety, Peterson can cover almost half the field by himself. He doesn't need help it lets you rotate your defense more and it lets you do things that you cannot do right now. So it, it helps
0: the whole defense and yes, they'd have to make a whole lot of room. I mean, Dan Sorensen would have to be cut. That, that'd be the first thing just to get partway there. But yeah, it, it, it's a big hoop to jump through. But if we hear any of that, we'll, we'll give you information on it as soon as we do. Um, and, and we're just going to leave that at, at that so, because we touched on there too. Couldn't get off the field. we got to talk about this defense and just... Is there anything without getting, like, that kind of elite talent that they can do?
1: I don't know. It it sure looked like Raglan came alive in the second half. Uh, I think that's going to be good going forward. You know, you look at the rest of the defense, and if they can get Eric Berry and Justin Houston back, I think that's a huge step in the right direction. Uh, Eric Berry changes a lot of this defense. I don't understand and I still will continue to question why they use Terrence Smith and not Dorian O'Daniel. I I must get 20 of that
0: question every day. Folks, if you're on my Twitter feed, I, I'm not ignoring you. I just don't have an answer, and I've answered it. I've said I don't have an answer about it 300 times at this point. Nobody knows but Bob, okay? I mean, that's the long and the short of it.
1: It could be, and Andy, I, it, it could be Andy, too.
0: Be fair I about doubt it. it. Man. No, in in my opinion, Andy's going anything that will help me not have to to run this Ferrari like redlined all the time. I figure Andy's going for it, but maybe you're right.
1: No, but I, think I agree Andy, with you. I'd
0: like to see him.
1: I think Andy likes the running the Ferrari the way he is personally. Yeah, with a, with a bigger
0: lead, I'd hope. But um, but I agree with you. I'd like to see him play, and I like what you said about Raglan because um, anybody on my timeline, I was pretty critical early because. These linebackers were waiting. They were hesitant. They were waiting for the blocks to come to them. And even Reggie Ragland isn't shedding worth anything this season to this point. I still don't feel he's a hundred percent, but like you said, second half, he woke up second half. Anthony Hitchens made at least a couple of plays. He still got run away from in every man situation I can think of, but the linebackers are bad, but running backs don't get broken loose for long touchdowns. I thought they did a decent job on Gordon, uh, th- there was that thing he and Nelson got tied up with. But other than that, I, you know, I, I thought they they had a decent plan for that, and they were able to execute it.
1: Well, I thought they had a good plan for uh, Gronkowski most of the game. I was surprised that they weren't taking advantage of him. But what they were able to do with Sony Michelle negates what they needed to do in the passing game.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, and it's a formula that you can you can keep in front of you, and and it's it's harder to get you know a 60-yard touchdown on the ground than it is through the air, and I think the Chiefs proved that. But I still think they're just not giving it the the onus. Brett Feach talked all offseason about making this team better against the run. It ain't, okay? I mean, that's the simple fact. And I I thought Derek Noddy showed up a bunch for a young guy. And the thing that I like most about him, and I noticed this in training camp, is when he he is excited, you can hear him from anywhere on the field. And I, I heard it through the camera a couple of times.
1: Yeah, I think he looked good. I do think that there are a lot of question marks as to who they're playing and why they're playing them. Uh, like I said, Terrence Smith is a big question mark to me. Um, I want to see more out of Dorian O'Daniel. I did like what I saw from Derek Nottie. Uh, I liked what I saw from Alan Bailey. And Breland Speaks uh, had one of the biggest plays in the game. Yes, he ended up letting Tom Brady go. And I'm not going to – I'm not so sure – You know, I had people on my timeline telling me, you know, the refs got in his head. And what I mean by that is that he was afraid of getting called for a penalty for slamming him down.
0: No, I understand that.
1: I'm not saying. But I don't care. No, I understand. (laughs) I get that. No, I,
0: I agree it is right that he should have been worried about that. But my whole thing is, okay, then you climb his body, you grab his arms. I mean, you wrap the guy up. You don't put your head down and think that he threw the ball. You don't give up on
1: the play. And I don't disagree with that at all. I'm just saying. Be fair about it. Does it matter in the end game? No, because in my opinion, there was a penalty on that play. They get a first down, they're going to score. And that's fair.
0: You know, I, I didn't remember that when I was still steaming about it. But my big thing was I've had people yelling at me for the last two weeks about how bad Brewer really speaks is. Then he starts to play better, and then he does that. So now I can't even say, hey, no, you're wrong, because it's still iffy in my mind.
1: Well, I think he needs to lose a lot of weight over the offseason if he's going to continue to play the position he's playing. I do think that it really hurt them not having Passigno tonight uh, because Zombo is obviously not going to get it done on the edge. Um, yeah, lots of question marks on the on the defense.
0: Yeah, but at the same time, I want to say, you know, Frank stepped in after, you know, he's been out of it for well over a month. So I'll, I'll give him a little credit there. But yeah, he he's he's never been an edge setter. Uh, they needed pass, you know, just just to make up for the lack. And it looks like you know Houston's going to be out a while, but I don't think it's going to be season ending, so that they have a chance there. But I think a trade for a pass rusher is something that they could use as well. Chandler Jones. Um, it all depends. I wouldn't say no personally. I I like his play style. Um, but you know, it, folks, Arizona isn't actually on fire yet. All these rumors about them dealing all these players. Uh, a, the value is not there for most of them. Hassan Reddick is not much of an uh, upgrade. He's not better than either of your starters in Kansas City. He might be better than Smith, but I'm not even 100% sure on that. And Dion Buchanan, I I wouldn't play him over anybody but probably Shaw at this point. I thought Lucas showed that he is better than I gave him credit for, then he may be able to grow into a role at least while Armani Watts is
1: out. Yep, I agree. You know, we need to take another quick break, and we will be right back to talk a little bit more about the offense. So one of the things that came out of this game is Kansas City sustained another injury along the offensive line, uh, and it was a concussion for Mitch Morse.
0: Yeah, man, I hate to see that. Unfortunately, that is um, a disturbing pattern over his career at this point.
1: Yeah, and I, I actually had a couple people tell me he just needs to retire. Um and I'm not trying to say he needs to retire, but I can understand where they're coming from because it is very scary to have players get that many concussions. And I think this is at least his third.
0: Yeah. And, and is what this is his fourth season, right? Right. So, I mean this honestly, for me, if he's out for an extended length of time and it isn't just, he didn't pass the protocol at the game, but if he can practice next week and that generally indicates that it's, it's not severe, but if it's anything longer than that, I think, not only would I say that he has to consider his health in his decision, but the Chiefs, it's getting to the point where it may be difficult to justify re-signing
1: him. I don't think it would be difficult. I think it would be almost impossible to, to justify re-signing him. Because to me, you can't make that – you can't re-sign him to the kind of deal he's going to want with his injury history. You, you just can't. He's a and fantastic player. And there will be a team will. Yeah,
0: There will be a team that will give him the money because he is an excellent player. They will give him the money and not worry about his injuries.
1: But you have to you can't risk that knowing who you have as your QB, and I don't mean it in that sense other than the fact that if you go and spend big money on Morse and he's not able to play because he's injured, and I really hate talking about players and their injuries, that's really going to hamper you in your best opportunity to go and do something with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, for sure. So.
0: And, and uh, I mean, and related to that, I will say that uh, Devi played better than I expected. Yeah, I and I thought looked Wiley center. looked pretty good. Yeah, I, I, better when he moved over there, for sure. Yep. But I thought Wiley looked decent as well. I feel like this team is still going to be able to run, and they're not broken down in pass protection. I mean, this is not a pass rush team that they faced tonight. And they still got had a lot of pressure. Patrick was still moving around a lot, so it's not like they're great, but I don't think they got dinged to the point where we have to be worried about his health.
1: Yeah. No, I, I think that uh you know, you look at what he does outside the pocket and Mahomes just outside the pocket is just ridiculous. Yes, he had that one interception, but some of the throws he made outside the pocket otherwise have been unreal.
0: Yeah. And that's going to continue. Uh, you know, folks, we're going to go over this in depth. Uh, hopefully, uh, Matt is in the locker room now. or at the pressers. If we get a chance to talk to him, we'll have more for you uh, tomorrow with Matt. Uh, we'll be back with Seth. We have another crossover with James Rapin about uh, the coming Bengals contest. Now, wait a second. I, will... I-, I want to throw some stats out. Oh, okay. One second. Folks, I will be live on RGR Football on YouTube on Monday night. So keep that open.
1: Okay, here's some stats. I just want to throw this out there. As I said, Mahomes is on pace for almost 5,000 TD or 5,000 yards, 48 TDs, um, 11 interceptions. He's also on on target to throw the ball 565 times, which is 60 more times than Alex Smith ever did in Kansas City, and uh, he, he threw it 505 times last season. Uh, right now, he's averaging. 9.3 yards per attempt, 9.03 yards per attempt, 14.12 yards per completion. And he's completing 64% of his passes. He is playing at an elite level. Kansas City fans should be excited about the future, obviously, in my opinion. And 5-1, and one, I'll take it. Yes, they left points on the field. Yes, the, the defense is terrible. But there are a lot of things to look forward to. And, you know, honestly, if you can figure out a way to shore up the defense to where they'll only give up, you know, 22, 23 points a game versus 30, you win every game by two scores.
0: Yeah, going away. I mean, in 2019, when Rex is running this defense, I mean, he's, he's on <laughs> three.
1: Oh, thank you, Ryan. I knew you were going to go there. <laughs> Just saying it now, folks. Well, and the the last thing I will say is that he's on, like I said, he's on pace for almost 5,000 yards, which is almost a 1,000 more yards than Alex Smith ever threw for, for Kansas City and would double his TD numbers if he continues at the pace he's on.
0: That's that's probably the most incredible. So, oh. Well, don't take it too hard, Chiefs fans. We'll be back with you tomorrow. We'll have more information. This team has another big contest next Sunday night, so – uh That said, thank you for listening, and I'll leave you with uh, this famous quote from Rex. Let's go have a snack. Subscribe to the show on iTunes or Google Play. Follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnChiefs. Check out my work at RGRFootball on YouTube, Chris's work on LockedOnChiefs.com, and all of Seth's film analysis at TheAthletic.com.
1: Thanks for listening.